Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, this is George Stevens, Jr. You're listening to TV Confidential with Ed Robertson, who's a, such a great interviewer. <laughs> well, I, I thank you very much. <laughs> Ronakai Island in the Pacific, 1944. The invasion forces have moved on, but conditions are still rugged, and the keynote now is logistics and planning. Uh, Thursday, I'll have the oppressed duck. And Friday, we'll play part two of our conversation with George Stevens, Jr., founder of the American Film Institute. Later on in the hour, you'll stay tuned for that. In the meantime, Greg Airbar is with us for another look at recently released DVD, and streaming titles that we think you'll find of interest. Greg, of course, is a two-time Grammy-nominated and multiple Addy Award-winning writer for television, animation, advertising, and publishing for Disney, Warner Brothers, and Universal. He is also co-author, along with Tim Hollis, of Mousetracks, the story of Walt Disney Records. You can enjoy Greg's animation spin column twice a month at cartoonresearch.com. You'll recall a couple of weeks ago, Greg and I took a look at the Shout Factory release of McHale's Navy, not only all four seasons of McHale's Navy, the series, starring Ernest Borgnine, Joe Flynn, and Tim Conway, but the two McHale's Navy feature motion pictures that were released by Universal circa 1965-1966. As it happens, and I forgot about this, there was a spinoff of... Mikhail's Navy called Broadside, and in the interest of being complete... We should also mention that if you search around various points of the internet, a series that has not been released uh, that was a spinoff of Mikhail's Navy, largely forgotten, but I watched it when it was new, called Broadside. Broadside, the series that prevented Dick Sargent from becoming Darren on Bewitched. I did not know that. That's something I did not know. Uh, yeah, bro- he had this series. Yeah, Broadside uh, Broadside premiered in the fall of 64. Uh, this has been told many times. It's been told many times by Herbie J. Pilato, but it's been told many times outside of Herbie's uh, excellent book on Bewitched. Dick Sargent was the original choice for Darren. And uh, Bill Asher, Bill Bill Asher, and Elizabeth Montgomery both wanted to sign him. Unfortunately, when they approached him, he had already committed to doing Broadside, and they went ahead and eventually cast Dick York. And Broadside, I think, ran a full season on ABC. Then Dick Sargent did. He did the Ghost and Mr. Chicken, and I think one other movie. And then he did a show with Tammy Grimes that Mm -hmm. uh, was so bad it was canceled after four weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But 
you know, but then he, he alternated between movies and television before um, the opportunity presented itself when Dick York became in, incapacitated in 1969, and then they signed Darren. Uh, so he, he ended up being able to play Darren five years after they originally wanted him to do that. Well, it's very interesting because his role is key on Broadside because, and the title is, again, just the title is is kind of not nice t- today because it refers to the fact that this is the female version of Mikhail's Navy. It's it's about waves who are assigned to a motor pool and a much I I would say I think what you I think what you're location. trying to I think what you're trying to say the title is not PC. It's not. It's it's in your face, you know, what you what you would not call nice la- any ladies today. Um, actually, you wouldn't have done that either unless you were in a Damon Runyon movie, um, and even then. Uh, if you were a thug, you might say that, or a Superman villain would say that. But that's what it was called. And also, there also, and you know what's funny is that there was a board game based on it, and the board game doesn't have the title. Really? It's like the Let's Go Have Fun game or something. That's funny. Based on the popular TV series. So I guess if little kids were saying, Mommy, let's play the Let's Go Have Fun, I forgot what the name of it was, but I found it on Google. It doesn't have the title of the show and the name of the game. It has their characters in cartoons with big heads on them. So if your dream was always to have an Edward Andrews game where you could play, there's your dream come true if you see it on eBay. The actual name of the board game, and this is something I found after we recorded this segment with Greg, the actual name of the board game is Gangway for Fun, Gangway for Fun, a board game based on the Broadside TV show. The cover, the box cover of the box is as Greg describes. I also found that there was another board game called Broadside, unrelated to the show, came out in early 1962, a couple of years before Broadside premiered on ABC. My guess is that because there was another board game called Broadside, that's why the board game based on the Broadside TV show was called Gangway for Fun. And as Greg mentioned, there are copies of Gangway for Fun board game available for sale on eBay. Edward Andrews played the Joe Flynn role. And the difference here was that George Firth played the fun- the flunky but you had the voice of reason of Dick Sargent who objected to the dastardly plans of the commander because he was doing the same sneaky things, but because these were women, it wasn't nice what he was doing. And frankly, the show didn't work quite as well because they were women. A lot of what he did, it just seemed wrong. And plus... At least, uh, at least Joe Flynn's character had some sort of purpose. You know, it was kind of a desk job, but it had a purpose. Edward Andrews' character is basically there to Goldbrick off of his job. He's there to like miss because it's it's a like a, a stocking station. I can't remember the name of it, but it's like where things are stocked and and supply, it's a supply depot. That's what it is. And so he's stocking it up with gourmet foods, and he's a he's kind of sore and. He's getting, he brings in a chef later, played by the wonderful Arnold Stang, who makes the show much better because he speaks his mind to Edward Andrews and is on the lady's side also. 
but he's using the military to stuff his face, basically, and live like a king. So he's so, he's Bilko without the charm. Without it. He's a detestable character. Yeah. He really is. So right away, you know, there was something, even though Joe Flynn's character was kind of the villain, like Witchy Boo, there was something lovable about it. There's nothing lovable about Edward Andrews. And he's he's a likable actor, but not in this role. Yeah. And, and then the, the terrific Kathleen Nolan, who I lo always loved. Who was the real star of the show. The real star. And, you know, gosh, I, I only wish she'd done more TV. But she, she started running. The, she was one of the first presidents of the Screen Actors Guild. And I think she just stopped doing a lot of acting after that. But she's terrific. And then you have Sheila James Kuehl, who uh, became a senator. But she was on, uh, on Dobie Gillis. And she was a supporting player. Um, and Joan Staley, who was in the aforementioned Ghost and Mr. Chicken, playing um, Luther's girlfriend, she plays a former, like, model. Now, this is where it gets kind of ridiculous. She was like a former cheesecake model who was, like, it, it's, it's so, it's a kind it's, again, really silly and not at all, does not play well today. I'm just pointing this out that there are, I don't know how many, 22 shows or so, if you want to see how they tried to, to make it happen again only with females, a lot of these shows are floating around on the internet. Not all of them, but quite a few of them with an animated title sequence at the beginning. For those who didn't even know it existed, it's just kind of interesting. To okay, see. so you can sample. There are episodes of Broadside that you can sample for free on YouTube. You can read Greg Airbar twice a month, cartoonresearch.com. Take a quick time out, then we'll play part two of our conversation with George Stevens Jr. We come back on TV Confidential. One more item, if you love Ella Fitzgerald, our friend Jeffrey Mark celebrates the music of the First Lady of Song every week on Jeffrey Mark Plays Ella. You can hear Jeffrey Mark Plays Ella on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you find podcasts. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at tvconfidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time homebuyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.